Welcome to another episode of Chris Talks. This week I'm talking to Sean Weathers. We talk about his music career, how he goes about getting music videos, how he goes out to meet producers or get beats from different people, and pretty much the inside of being an artist. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So, welcome to another episode of Chris Talks. I'm here with Sean Weathers. Well, would you want to just introduce yourself a little bit? <clears throat> oh, what's up, man? Um, my name's Sean. Sean Weathers. I'm out of Queens, New York. Upcoming artist right now. Mm-hmm. That's really all I got to say. All right. So, is is this, we're just gonna do basic things. I'm just gonna interview you a little bit about like your passion, your music, everything like that. So let, let's just get started. Like uh, one of the things that I wanted to know is what got you into music? Oh, um, shoot. I just come from a very, I come from a real musical family. Um, I would say on both sides, it's like my, my grandparents, my great grandfather was actually like in one of those like doo-wop groups <laughs> back in like the, oh. the, yeah, he was like, and they like performed in the Apollo and all of that. Like he has pictures in his house. Um, and then, you know, it was just always around music. My grandfather loved oldies. My mom was into neo-soul and R&B, and she liked rap, too. Uh, she actually kind of grew up with Fife Dog from, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Like, he was a family friend. I don't, I think, I, I don't know if I ever personally met him. I haven't met him, like, in, you know, in memory, really. I might have met him when I was a baby. I don't know. But I know, like, he's been around, uh, for a while up until he died really and uh rest in peace um my father was a rapper too he was you know doing his little thing and he had me mm-hmm. so you know that kind of changed things but for the most part it's just always been around and you know when you're young especially if you have that father figure you, you always kind of want look up to your pops so i think mm-hmm. that has something to do with it too you know i saw my dad was rapping and i was like well i want to be able to do that and then bow wow came out and I was <laughs> I was short and had the braids and I was like, oh, he's short and got braids. Yo, I want to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, we made our first, wrote my first little rhyme at, how was I? Like, it was between six and eight, like somewhere mm-hmm. around there. <clears throat> and just haven't stopped. So like, Pretty much, your, your family is like a heavy influence on for your for your music at all. Or oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah. My family had a big, big influence on it. All right. So like, what's like the process of like writing a song? Like, how do you get inspiration for writing a song? Shoot, that's broad because <laughs> that shit comes from anywhere. It comes from anywhere at any given time. Like, usually my usual process writing a song, like, I have a whole, I have a desk in my room and all that. I just sit at my desk and I'll go through beats for hours. Like, just to see if, just to find a beat that, like, speaks to me or that I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just, like, I can write to write, but mm-hmm. to me, that kind of, it lacks substance a little bit. So, I usually, I'm looking to write something of substance, whether that be a freestyle or an actual like full on song with a hook and, you know, verses and bridges and all of that. <clears throat> so, so like you said that you usually find the, like you're looking for a beat when you're writing. So like, how do you find a beat? Like, do you just go onto YouTube and, cause I, I heard this from somebody else when I was watching like a Joey Badass interview. Mm-hmm. He was like, he just looked up for, I think it was the song Christ Consciousness. Mm-hmm. He looked up like Joey Badass type beat. Like, do you do that? Do you look up like certain people type Oh yeah, and- definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. Especially like, especially coming up in this era for real. Cause like I have a producer and stuff and he'll send me beats and I know a couple other producers that send me beats and I write to their shit all the time but you know sometimes when you know you, you haven't gotten any beats sent to you or you don't really have that 
because every producer comes with their own vibe really you're not feeling that particular vibe at the time so you're looking for a different one mm-hmm. something to kind of fit how you feeling at that moment or you know anything along the lines of of what you want to create really that's not of their doing and uh yeah you just like i'll go on youtube and i'll type in honestly i don't even type in type beats anymore i just i just go like i'll click on any random beat whether it be you know isaiah rashad smino j cole kendrick lamar you know what i'm saying like any beat really and if i if it speaks to me it speaks to me i don't really care who what type of beat it is that's usually how i go about it and then from there you know you go to the like usually the uh producers will have the link to their website or something in the in the uh description so mm-hmm. you go to the website buy the beat and keep pushing because like to me i've always wondered about that is like how how do rappers end up do they just like search on soundcloud till they find somebody that they like then message that person buy the beat and then call it a day from there or like how how like do you continue like communication with that person if you like a lot of their stuff because yeah. like let me give you an example uh it's like drake and 40 or like um let me think if i can think of like um old missy elliott with timberland like mm-hmm. people who make certain type of beats and everything like that do you like get together with them or like it's just like an online type of thing where like yo you posted a new beat I, i'm gonna listen to it if i don't like it i don't like it and then that's it it depends it varies depending on the situation because like I, i've i've done both like i have my my at home my in-home producer or not really in home but you know this has been my homie since high school so we i can go to his studio whenever i want you know what i'm saying and uh the studio time will last way past how much <laughs> how much I, I'm supposed to pay just because like we in cahoots like that. And um, mm-hmm. then I also have producers, like honestly, the producers I've worked with outside of him have found me. Uh, I found a couple producers whose beats I've bought and uh, I didn't really, like I tried reaching out to a few, but most of the time they have like a really, really big following and I never get an answer. Cause like I've sent out emails to do like, yo, I made this song to this beat or whatever. And, you know, I wouldn't mind doing like a, a mixtape with you or whatever. Just, you know, hit me back, never get an answer. I've done that for a few mm-hmm. people. And then uh, there's another producer, shout out Drew Blessed. He found me, I believe, but he sent me beats, beat packs like three or four times, like recently. And he has dope beats and it just works. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, some producers you find that chemistry with where you just kind of click with them. Other ones you got to kind of work for it. But for the most part, I would say definitely have my own 40 for real, for real. Again, shout out Redface, he's real, man. One of the best producers in New York, for real. Um, But yeah, it really, it, it just varies depending on the situation, for real. Cause I don't know, it's just it's just like a weird thing I always wanted to know. So that's like one of the things. Um, how do you usually collab with people? Like, how do you go about that? Shoot, man. <laughs> that's another one that's kind of like it depends. Um, the first collab I did for real, I think, was with this dude Stanley that I have found. Come to find out, we actually had went to high school together. I didn't really know him. You know, he was a freshman when I was a senior, but um, we actually went to the same high school and I found him on SoundCloud because he had liked one of my songs or something. And I actually fucked with his sound and I was like, yo, let's link, like, what's up? Because he lives in the area. So I went over there, we made probably about three or four songs together. And uh, we only put out one, but we made about three or four songs together. And you know we've been in touch since then and occasionally we'll get back in the booth and kind of try something i know mike my man mike easy mike shout out easy mike he's another one i knew from high school it was him and brandon him brandon and pino that's who like i originally started like for real for real working in the music with and uh me and mike just have a certain chemistry on a track where like everything we did together just sounded dope like He's actually going. He's on the. He's on the mixtape too. We got a song on there called Technic. It's actually kind of old, but you know it's new to the people. But other than that, let me think. I found people like 
my homie Dwayne again, somebody that found me really, and he just kind of asked for a feature, and I was like, all right, bet. Like that's really how it works. Really, if you find somebody you like, you DM them. If you don't know them, like yo, you trying to get a feature? What's up? You know, do I gotta pay? Are you free? Like, what's your rates? If you have rates, and outside of that, it could be in a studio. Like you just got a vibe going on. And there's other people there, and it's like, oh, you trying to hop on it, so whatever. Like everybody just kind of right to what's what's being played, and you just jump in there. That's how we came up with Technic. Matter of fact, the one that's the one that's on the mixtape. That's how we came up with that. I just I came in while Mike and Brandon was working on something, and there was a vibe. Mike was like, yo, you trying to hop on this? And I was like, I bet, and <laughs> we made a banger. So okay, okay. Like, do you do you plan on like? Uh getting like a record deal do you plan on staying like independent i would say independent i want to be independent if i did a record deal it would I, i've made a conscious decision if i would ever take a record deal it would only be with dreamville like i fuck with dreamville and their artist development like they really care about their artists you know what i'm saying and to me that right there wouldn't necessarily be like a money grab for real it would be me mm-hmm. Like they would be uh, supplying the resources needed. They would be there to like nurture my growth as an artist. You know what I mean? And they actually care about mm-hmm. their the product and what's being put out. And they're very they're very quality over quantity based, in my opinion. Like you're not gonna see a million different projects coming out in the same year. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. I, I like that about them, and I like their I like all of their artists for real, for real. Um, J Cole will always be you know my number one my number one artist in my head so yeah dreamville definitely but other than that i'd I'd rather stay in i'd rather stay independent and just find like a distribution deal and Mm -hmm. yeah just keep it at that because that way i could pocket everything you know that i'm making off my creativity and it's Mm -hmm. still getting out to the masses the way it's supposed to so like See, you said J. Cole is, like, one of your favorites. How did you feel when everybody was, like, fuck J. Cole? Like, that whole movement that was going on at the time. Man, I ain't pay that shit no mind. I'm like... Because <laughs> one... One, like... If you know, you know. Like, this is when Little Pump and all of them was coming up. And I'm like, come on now. Like, you really... Y'all really think... Stop it. Y'all just saying that. It's a, it's a trend right now. It's a social media thing. And I think that's a big thing, too. It's definitely a lot of social media influence that goes around that was one of those mm-hmm. it was very heavily heavily influenced by social media the hashtag fuck j cole and you know what i'm saying so i, I ain't pay that no mind with that please please <laughs> so how do you feel about like people who are like i, I don't consider them mumble rappers but, like how do you feel when people say mumble rap or like talk about mumble rap um keep it a buck when it started, like when it first started, I uh, I wasn't feeling. Like I was one of those people that was I was I'm low key an old head, I guess, just in my musical taste. So I was one of those people that was like, man, these niggas are trash. Like, what is this? What is music coming to? Blah blah blah. But over like as time has passed, uh, I've come to come to terms with what it is, and understand that you know creativity is allowed to manifest and whatever way shape or form that it does like who am i to judge that creative aspect of hip-hop you know what i mean so they got fans they're doing something right you know what i mean everybody comes up with these dope melodies and you know the beats are crazy i definitely think producers are are undervalued because they are making a lot of these a lot of these beats and i think the artists are kind of just riding their way for real for real like the producers have really started this wave uh, if I'm being honest, in my opinion, so you know, I come come to terms with it and kind of understand it, and you know, I actually come to like some of it, not all of it. Or some of it, I'm like, all right, yeah, this is a little too much for me. But um, you know, I like some of it. There's a few Uzi songs I like. I still don't listen to punk, but you know, I'm never. I was never really a big like. That's all I'll say when people talk about it now. That's all I'll say is that you know, it's not for me. Like if you're talking about Lil Yachty or Playboy Cardi or whatever, I ain't taking nothing from them. To me personally, it just don't resonate with me, so I won't listen to it. And that's all I'll say. Cause what else is there to say? That's their create. That's that's their creativity. Let them do that. 
Facts. Okay, okay. So, like, you said you wanted to sign to, like, Dreamville, right? Is there, like, a specific reason other than, like, you liking, like, how they work? Or is it just you like the way how they work and that's it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the biggest thing when it comes to any label, I think. It's just how are they going to treat their artists? You know what I mean? A lot of labels, most labels will kind of corner you into a deal. Like, prime example, which just happened with Megan Thee Stallion. Like, a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of artists will be cornered into a certain deal because they don't have the the pull or the reach that you know they would get if they were to sign with the label so like these 360 deals and stuff where labels are taking you know merch money they're taking tour money they're taking sales money like they're taking money from every part of your uh your creativity for real like they're they're taking a piece of everything and it's like well you didn't you didn't really do anything besides help me get out there you didn't put any work into the studio you didn't put any work into the lyrics you didn't put any work into these performances like you know what i mean so it's not fair mm-hmm. that you get to take all of that from me too um whereas like i said dreamville is very artist based i think and they definitely you know give a fuck about you they're not gonna they're not gonna be money mongers for real for real you know what i mean if you i don't know how how familiar you are with the artists on Dreamville like the, like Kaz and J.I.D. Earth Gang all yeah, of them I, yeah I know them I know them and a boss yeah. and like you have um what's his name damn it not Kaz is the is it is it Reason no he's part of TDE yeah, Reason's TDE Luke yeah Luke is nice Luke West I really like Luke West mm-hmm. and if you listen to their sounds like all of their sounds are their own like nothing sounds like what you hear on the radio or what's you know being played in clubs for real for real like their music is music um you get the live instruments or you get the lyricists or you get a mix of both you know what i'm saying like you get everything from them Mm -hmm. and it's still of you know quality content so that's why i like dreamville so much and and again (laughs) the label the label head is j cole so why wouldn't i you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, any any way I can be put so in like, a position where I can be mentored by somebody <laughs> like that? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Do you feel like a lot of rappers like because all right? So I feel like this sounds like like an old head talking to somebody, but like, do you feel like because certain rappers don't have certain mentors or like certain people of like certain age guiding them to to do certain things, they're making like terrible decisions? Definitely, uh, that's a lot. That's why a lot of people end up in those those 360 deals and like just deals that don't necessarily benefit them in the long run but only in the short term because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't realize uh what labels do with like cash advances and stuff like that you sign a record deal for a hundred thousand dollars you're gonna get that hundred thousand dollars but what they don't tell you is you got to pay all of that back so if your shit don't sell like and go double triple platinum you're not really making no money Cause you gotta give the hundred thousand dollar back, plus you gotta pay for you know the studio time. You gotta pay for the producers. You know what I'm saying? The travel, like all of that. That's all coming back out your pocket mm-hmm. in the end. And a lot of people don't know that. It's just that you see all of this money right away, and you already have a following. It's not as big as it will be with this label, but you have a good enough following where you could continue to build your own shit and just wait a little bit longer and you know kind of pace yourself so that. You don't have to take that cash advance or if you do take that cash advance you'll be able to uh you'll be able to get it back you know what i mean so get it back with a whole lot of interest on top of that but everybody kind of wants to just jump right into it and you know don't take the time to really sit and think and i understand because if you 18 19 that's how young these these dudes are now when they get their deals you 18 19 years old that's a lot of money in your face you ain't gonna say no you know what i mean you're not gonna say no unless there's somebody to tell you look you take your time this money gonna come back around you know what i'm saying and it, it probably will be more than what they're gonna give you now if you just wait a little while because if you don't wait they low-key are gonna fuck you <laughs> like for real so mm-hmm. i definitely think that's a, a re- one of the reasons why you know new artists make kind of bad business decisions Okay, so like, 
Well, speaking of like posting like your music and like bad deals, have you ever thought about posting your music on TikTok? Yeah. Um, I actually, because I was using TuneCore as as my distributor, but I'm actually switching now. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a different distributor because uh, the last song I put out was supposed to be on TikTok and Instagram and all of that, and it's not. And it's like we we paid for it, but it never showed up. So uh, somebody put me onto another distributor who actually does do all of that. And you know, I do have I have I have I think I think I have two songs on Instagram and TikTok right now. Uh, one of them is one of them is a feature, but the other one is Feng Shui. And what's crazy is that was through TuneCore too. So I'm a little confused as to why the last few songs I put out have not been placed on those platforms, but it is what it is you you kind of you, you know live and learn we go on to the next mm-hmm. so like how do you usually like promoting yourself like do you like promoting yourself on like instagram and like doing instagram ads and showcasing your music or like how do you go about at it? this point it's all trial and error uh we are looking for you know better ways to market but right now yeah instagram ads facebook ads youtube ads wherever we can get some ads in that and you kind of just gotta watch it and see where the most uh the most interaction comes from and where you get the most results from and just kind of zero in on that and that's that's how you gotta figure out your marketing strategy and of course word of mouth Mm -hmm. word of mouth always helps you know when people repost to their stories or repost on their instagram and you know kind of give you a shout out it gets more ears to your shit so that's always dope which is why i always like i I love when people do that because I don't ask anybody. You know what I mean? I don't ask anyone to ever repost shit for real, for real. But, you know, a lot of people tend to when I put out new new stuff. So it's dope and I always appreciate it. Like, I, I really, I fuck with those who fuck with my music heavy. I appreciate them because they're, it's like, they don't understand how much that helps. You know what I mean? They don't understand how much I appreciate that. Even if I tell you I appreciate it, I don't think you get to what extent I appreciate it, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I always I always thank people for showing love. That is always dope to see that, you know, people are enjoying what I'm putting out because that's what it's for, you know? I want you to enjoy it. So to see that is always dope. So I, I've, I've been looking and I've been wondering, how come we haven't seen you like do a performance? You know what? Or maybe I just haven't seen like any content. Nah, that's what it is. You haven't seen any content. Um, I haven't done any performances recently. My most recent performance mm-hmm. was at the Bowery Electric uh, in Manhattan. That was that was May of last year. No, actually, my most recent performance was the Independent Music Awards. That was in I believe June last year because I was nominated for an award, and then they asked me to perform too. So that was June last year. I performed at the Independent Music Awards. I've done a lot of performances though. I've done a lot of performances. I just haven't had uh, the content really the last, since uh, I want to say Feng Shui, I haven't really had enough content to really do any more shows. And I didn't want to do any more shows until I had put out another project or something like that so that I'd have, you know, a better set to, you know, bring to the table. Cause I was doing the same songs for over, for about a year and change. Um, When Feng Shui came out, let me think that was 2018 and before mm-hmm. that I had caressed like I had basically went on a, a little run where I had put out a string of songs so we had Feng Shui we had caress we had detours I had some unreleased track that I still never put out and never actually fully recorded like I only made a concert track for it <laughs> um mm-hmm. but I had a nice little like I had a couple of like 10 to 15 minute sets at uh, the West End in Manhattan I uh, opened up for Dej Loaf and Jay Krish at Amazura in Jamaica. Um, oh. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've gotten around. I did a fashion show performance at Xavier University in Ohio. Uh, I did that actually two years, two, three years. Did it three years in a row, actually. Um, mm. So, yeah, I definitely, I, I love performing. Like, that shit is lit. I love performing. Especially when they know the music. Like the last time I performed, um, like not the not the music awards, because you know a lot of people there was being introduced to me. But I did gain a lot of fans there. Like I got a lot of followers, and you know people who, who like 
went looking for my music after that and you know kind of shouted me out and stuff i got a lot of a lot of followers and a lot of love from there um being introduced there but before that the bowery electric uh they actually they knew feng shui so that was a lot and that's that's probably been my biggest song to date and when i got to like feng shui because i always play that song last and you know we got to the hook <laughs> or the, the ending where I just kind of repeat the bridge or whatever, but they knew the words. So the energy was crazy. And, you know, it wasn't a huge room. Like it wasn't, it was, it was like a kind of like a bar type venue, but everybody in that mm-hmm. bar, bro, everybody in that bar, I could see all the way to the door. Everybody's eyes was on the stage and that was dope. And then they was all singing along and it was, they was mad loud. And I, you know, that's a different energy right there, man. That shit was dope, bro. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, you know that happens. It happens. It happens here and there. Like it, it happened before that too at um, the West End. It did the same thing. Like the energy was crazy. But the West End was like one of my first shows in New York. So again, they was just getting introduced. Mm-hmm. But they was fucking with my energy. So they kind of matched it, and then it just went up even further after that. Like I love performing, man. You're gonna see another. You're gonna see a performance soon. You're gonna see a performance soon. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, like, is there any, like, inspiration behind your performances? Like, you know how, like, Travis Scott has, like, a lot of energy when he performs or, like, Tyler, the creator, and, like, he, he just doesn't give a fuck about, like, telling fans to shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, do you, do you have any, like, inspiration on, like, based on your performances or anything like that? Nah, I would say my 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 inspiration for performance is, is whatever songs I'm performing, for real. Uh, it's always... It's always a process figuring out your lineup, how you want to do the songs. One of the things I've always done, like if it was a showcase and it was other people performing, I noticed everybody has like a song play and then there's a break and they talk until they set up the next song or whatever. And that kind of brings shit down. So me, I put all my shit together. You know, it's all it's all together so that when I get up there, I can start start not necessarily low but you know start where the average line is and then it kind of builds up and again you know you bring a certain energy with each song but the crowd also got to match the energy and i'm very like interactive with the crowd i like to i like to interact with the crowd i like to make sure they're enjoying themselves as much as i'm enjoying myself you know what i mean and when they see me enjoying myself it makes them enjoy themselves a little bit more you know what i mean so as far as performing goes, ain't really no inspiration for that. I just want it to resonate with you. I just want it to be fun and energetic. And I want you to hear what I'm saying at the same time, because I'm also a lyricist, you know? I'm not just a rapper, so I'm a lyricist, I'm an artist, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. ain't really ain't really no inspiration for the performance, man. It just comes from, comes from the gut. <laughs> like, that's really it. All right, all right. So like... Well, I know that you do photos and videos. How do you go about like making music videos? Do you usually hire somebody from the outside? How like how do you go about? So, this? I went to school for film, um, and in my major, it's not it wasn't a whole lot of people in my major. Like we were basically like a family. It was pretty dope. But my man's Montel, like that's my homie since like probably sophomore year sophomore year of college we kind of started hanging out like i knew him freshman year but we wasn't cool like that yet it was just like i knew him it was what's up we keep it pushing but sophomore year we actually started hanging out and um we was both the same major so like i've seen him get better like i've watched him get better and he's watched me get better and you know uh that relationship has not been broken you know and i don't think it ever will like that's that's my brother so when it came to videos my first video it was him and my homie Amar. Shout out Amar too, cause he helped a lot. Like homie really held it down for me in college cause I didn't have no place to record and he had a setup. And the way we met was because I had my camera and he had his camera and you know, that always sparks the conversation with photographers. So I don't even remember how we got mm-hmm. into, got into uh, music, but he put me on to Jamil who had a setup freshman year. Again, shout out Jamil. Um, and then sophomore and junior year, he had his setup in his room when he had moved and I was going over there. And he also helped me film my very first video for Minority. He, he filmed that and edited it. 
and uh it was him and montel you know they both did their own little their own edits but for the most part they filmed it together and then after that it was just me and montel because amar he lives in chicago you know and <clears throat> he was a he was like a junior or senior when i was rocking with him so he graduated before you know before i left so me and montel kind of just picked up where we left off with him and we've been going ever mm. since i haven't i haven't used any other uh videographers really except for one video every video has been montel and each video is is better than the last like it's it's so dope and it's even better because we have a chemistry now where we both kind of have the same vision for something or if he has a vision for something um most of the time i fuck with it <laughs> i can't even say most of the time 98 99 of the time if not 100 i fuck with whatever vision he has and we'll put it together or i'll bring him my vision and he'll help me put it together and you know that chemistry right there is it just gets better with each video so uh as far as as far as videos go it's just me and montel man i wouldn't mind stepping out you know i see a few videographers now that i kind of fuck with but i wouldn't mind stepping outside of him because now you know we we separated he's in ohio i'm in new york but uh is he's come out here plenty of times before to film a video so um you know if i find somebody that i actually if i think their aesthetic will fit the tone of my my song then sure i'll do it also depending mm -hmm. on you know how much it costs because that's always a that's always a, a matter right there but yeah man me and Montel me and Montel we have a whole we just made up we just came up with a whole logo too for uh you know our collaboration so Montel visuals man shout out Montel mm -hmm. Montel visuals follow him on Instagram y'all dope dope videographer man because <laughs> like I, I was always wondering about that because like for me, when I make music videos for some people, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just doing this because it's like me getting paid. I'm not passionate about the song. I don't really like mm -hmm. the song like that. So I, I was wondering from like the artist perspective, like how, how is it that they find like videographers or anything? Cause like when, when some artists hit me up and say like, oh, I want you to do like my music video. I'm just like, all right, let me hear the song. And then when I hear the song, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> feeling it. Nah, but it, there was the one person I used outside at Montel. Um, her name was Tashi, and she has a very dope aesthetic too with her music videos. Like she has a dope aesthetic, and we sent her. This was actually um, this was a collaboration. It was me and my man's Dwayne from Louisiana. Shout out my name, Dwayne. Um, and we did a song called "Pretty Brown Flower." It was basically a love song, but. I sent her the song because who was it? Uh, I knew this kid named AJ through my producer because he worked at Sam Ash. And uh, AJ had posted like a video that he had got done and he tagged her because she did it. So I went to her page and was looking at all the shit she did and was like, oh, wow, this this definitely would fit the aesthetic for this song because it had more of a more of a classic feel to it, I guess. Um, vintage kind of look and I, I told her like yo you know how much how much does it cost for a video or whatever and she was like well it's this much and you know send me the song i'll listen to it she was like yo i love the song for real for real and then we spoke and she told me her vision for it because i didn't really have a vision necessarily i didn't have a vision for it i just knew Dwayne was coming up from louisiana because he wanted to film a video for this song and i was like i bet i'll handle it i'll handle the logistics like just pull up bro and she told me her vision and i was like yo i i fuck with that yeah let's do it and we shot for like two or three days straight like i want to say at least five to six hours a day and uh yeah it, it worked out man it worked out man <laughs> i feel like it, that must be nice because i just i feel like i don't find that chemistry and people's music who I do like, when I DM them, they just don't respond to me. That's usually that's how it goes. You just gotta keep, just keep DMing people, like, for real, for real. Or even the same person, just keep hitting them up. Like, eventually somebody will see. Shit, Vina Love. Vina Love just finally yeah. answered my DM. Shit. <laughs> so, like, any particular thing you want from, like, your music videos or, like, or like you just like a certain type of look that it, 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 it depends on the song like uh 
some songs you want it to be more visual it's not necessarily about what's happening in the video it's just what does it look like you know what i mean like perfect example of that would be uh the video for feng shui another that's another video by montel he definitely fucking hit it out the park with that um but again this was something where i, I told him like the vision and he came up to new york around fourth of july and we kind of brought it all together and it just became like a documented weekend basically and we just put it all together and it was in manhattan so it's right in Times square you know all of the lights and whatnot and we had like this nice space like mm -hmm. right next to the red steps we was able to clear out like this area so that you know nobody really walked through and i just performed it right there and we just picked certain spots and just performed in those spots and that was really it like there wasn't really a story or anything it was just these are the like it was such a the way the song felt it didn't need a story it was just like it's it's big it has to be big you know what i mean so that was a visual uh video whereas something like um the last video i put out from mine it's a dope song and i was like i want it to be visual but i also wanted to, to kind of convey a message as well because of what the song is about you know what I mean? And if you watch mm -hmm. mine, like there's certain shots, of course, where I'm just performing, but you see like it's on, it's like a, like a crazy dope, uh, not even, it's like, it's not even really a skyline. Well, you, I guess you could call it a skyline. It's not really a whole bunch of buildings, but like there's a lot more, there's visuals in it that are just really crisp and clean and kind of big and showy. And then there's the message that's conveyed where I bring it back down to earth and you see me like in the living room with uh serena and we just chilling and you see us like at the park like just spraying um the, the silly string or whatever or when i'm sitting in front of the fire or ripping off the, the the suit and tie shirt and all of that like that was the message you know what i mean it was like all right well this is this is what i want to do and i'm not gonna let y'all tell me what i'm supposed to do you know what i mean so it was like a mix-up between, uh, or a mashup between the visual and the message. So it really depends on the song, and you know what it's supposed to convey as far as what you see or what you feel. You know what I mean? So mm. yeah, that's that's usually how it goes for the videos. because <laughs> like I don't know because I've I've had similar issues and I feel like. For me, I wrote I wrote out a whole scene list for someone, and I was telling them because they said they want they already hired somebody else to do some um, mm -hmm. the other song that I wanted to do, so I wrote like a whole storyboard. I whole, wrote the whole thing, and like I had like a whole complete vision. He was just like, "Nah, I don't want to do that. I want to do this song." Instead. Wow! And I was just like, "What?" Like, all right, I That's guess. That's crazy. And that 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 storyboard and shit is no joke either. I know that took time. Shit, matter of fact, when we yeah. was filming, when we were filming mine, I was supposed to get out to, because I was in Florida at the time, and uh, I had to go fly out to Ohio so we could shoot it, and my flight got delayed, like something crazy, so I actually wasn't able to get there until the next day, like the day after, so I was there for three days, or well, I was supposed to be there for three days, but I ended up only being there for two, so like, as soon as I landed, Montel picked me up, and we went to Starbucks and had the storyboard, and like come up with the, the, cause I told him, you know, the visual and the message that I want to convey. And we had the storyboard and we had the script, the shot list and, you know, had to do all of that. And we had the location scout like all in a day and then had to shoot all of it in a day. And it just, it was hectic, but it worked out so beautifully. Yo. Like <laughs> I'm kind of glad it happened. Like it was, it was dope, mm -hmm. it was dope. Okay, okay. <laughs> anything you want to talk about like your photography like your your videography or anything um, like that or not i want to get back into my videography and i low-key have started to but again it's, it comes down to my equipment as well and i'm not very fond of my equipment but you gotta make shit work you know what i mean so uh my videography is kind of taking a back seat as of right now photography has definitely been more on the front burner and i uh that's like mm -hmm. front burner is that even a thing but photography has been you know <laughs> that's been more <laughs> in the front and then of course in front of that is music and i mean hey follow me on instagram l maverick that's my photography page l maverick i-l-l-m-a-v-e-r-i-c-k <laughs> but uh yeah man it'll it'll come back around you know 
once the you know once the money start rolling mm-hmm. this again, I can get me a new camera and all that. And even even with the camera I got now, you'll still see you'll still see a few things here and there. Um, you know, you've never stopped working for real, for real. So yeah. Did you ever plan on like making movies or anything Low key. else like that? Or, Low key. Um, nah. I've written a couple of scripts. I'm in the midst of writing another script now. Matter of fact, actually two scripts now. Uh, all short films, for real, for real. But I do want to. I want to make a film. You know what? Nah, I'm gonna keep that to myself. And I'm gonna just do it, and you are gonna see. And when I do it, then I'm gonna tell you, right? Because I, I got an idea. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. So, let me hold on, because I had another question I wrote down. I'm not sure where I put it. Give me one sec. So, like, did you? So, did you? How do you usually like your main? ways of income at this point in your career do you like get spotify checks do you get like any anything like that or like honestly it's all out of pocket right now everything's out of pocket uh you know you get i do get i get us i've gotten a spotify check before it wasn't much because you know i'm not hitting a million streams yet uh and Mm -hmm. honestly streams you need a lot of them to really get paid a significant amount. Like you need a, a, a whole lot more than what I got. And you know, I appreciate what I have gotten so far. I do expect to get to that point at some point, but as of right now, it's all out of pocket, man. Okay. So like, so like, are you looking into like other things to like help you gain revenue or? Uh, kind of. Um, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. a job, but I do part time for now just because like, it'll, it'll help me with what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to give my, I don't want to get too much of myself to my job because I'll, I'll come home uninspired and tired and you know what I mean? That takes away too much from my creativity and then you got to wait till the weekend to actually really get the juices flowing again. I don't want to do that. So, <clears throat> uh, my mm-hmm. job sometimes occasionally i'll get paid for like you know taking headshots for somebody or something um if anything my next stream of revenue i wanted to come from like photography for real for real uh and then once i upgrade equipment from videography like that right there is going to be my revenue like that's going to be where i gain my revenue from up until you know the music really really takes off so that's all in the plan man it's all it's all part of the plan it's coming together Do you have any advice for like, let's say a younger artist who's still up and coming and like, at this point, they're just like, yo, I've been doing this for like the past three months. I don't want to do this anymore. Like anything you want to tell them? One, because I'm still learning this myself. The number one thing is to be patient. Uh, You know, they say shit happens overnight and it does, but that overnight isn't going to happen right away. You know what I mean? Like, that overnight's gonna come sometime down the line. You've been working over that time, and then overnight, one day, it'll finally hit. But there's a lot of work that goes into that for the most part, um, for the most part, because there are some some people that just like went viral and you know you never lost sight of them after that. And they was like, oh, I only been rapping for you know two months. You know, I saw my friend doing it, and I was like, oh, that look, dude, look, I could I could do that. And, <laughs> But usually those are the ones that don't last long, for real, for real. So be patient, be patient. Mm-hmm. And two, right behind being patient is staying consistent. Uh, so I think the problem now is like social media and like just the internet really as a whole has kind of, uh, is given these expectations for like, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, fuck, what is it? Yes, instant gratification. That shit is throwing off a lot of people, I think, because, you know, instant gratification isn't going to do much for you in the end. Um, so be patient, be consistent, and trust your creativity. Those three things, those three things right there, trust your creativity. 
you know, if you got a little team or whatever that you like to send send your music to, hear what they got to say about it. All right, that's cool. As long as you trust them, like trust them and trust their ear. I don't mean just any random, like I don't mean just sending out your shit to your friend who's gonna tell you, you know, this is dope or whatever. I mean somebody with an ear. You know what I mean? Like send it to somebody who really listens to the mm-hmm. music and you know has you know valuable input. And whether you choose to take that input or not is on you it's not it's not saying you have to but you know you should always have at least like two or three people that you know you can trust in it like in their opinion of something and even if you don't agree with it they're going to be honest with you about it so end of the day trust your creativity but also you know do not be uh don't be stubborn either you know what i mean so if you really if you really fuck with something that's in your song and you know you get one or two people that's like nah you gotta take that out whatever but you really really fuck with it and you think this is gonna be you know the next dopest thing put it out you know what i'm saying put it out see what happens you never know what's gonna happen until you know so don't worry about you know don't worry about criticism don't worry about you know people telling you what's whack what's not like there's gonna be that at any level of success regardless of how successful you are so mm-hmm. uh yeah man trust your creativity be patient stay consistent those are the three biggest things i can say for real all right all right so i'm gonna end off things there i usually we i said this earlier too uh at the end of the podcast i usually ask people top five inspirational things in general for you so like it can be a book it can be a person an artist a singer musician youtuber a lot of different things so like anybody who you feel is like did a a fantastic job inspiring you to do what you do just just shout them out um (laughs) whoa obviously you know I know it's like low key on the spot. I got but... you. I got you. I'm gonna bang this out real quick. So we got my family, obviously, mainly my my little sisters. Um, uh, two, mm-hmm. I say, definitely. Uh, I, I w- I'll put all the artists in one in in one. So I would say like Cole, Mac, uh, who else? Cole, Mac, <laughs> Nas, um, Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Smino. Like, there's a lot of artists that definitely, JID, a lot of artists that inspire, you know, the lyricists and the lyricists in me, the, 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 the R&B artists in me, the creative in me in general. Um, other than that, let me think, three would be, it would be y'all for real, for real. You know, all the photographers and, and videographers I hang out with, you know, to see y'all working and see, you know, the quality work that y'all put out. That shit is always dope and it just makes you want to put out dope work too. So that's definitely inspiration right there. Um, four would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is four? What is four? For real? Like, for real? Four would be just what I want out of life. That's, that's that's inspiration right there like just you know I, I know where how I want to live I know where I want to live I know what I want you know what I mean so that right there is enough inspiration to be like alright get up off your ass go do something you know what I mean <laughs> and five mm-hmm. what is what's the good what's the fifth one what's a fifth one because there's a lot of shit that inspires um skateboarding skateboarding for real yeah because that shit like that because you know i don't think people understand like how creative (laughs) skateboarders are man like every like every like everyday objects are fucking obstacles for a skater like and this is like i'm a skater myself but this i you know i'm not i'm not super nasty you know what i'm saying i'm not pro level like but I get it and I, I, I see the same things these mm-hmm. people like I'll be walking down the street and be like oh that's a dope spot right there I couldn't do it yet but you know <laughs> like like you see it like the skater will take a random fucking curb and it becomes a skate park right there and this is just stuff that people look at every day and just see it as you know a fire hydrant or see it as 
a set of steps or whatever we look at it like nah this is this is art right here like this is creative as fuck it's just the different tricks you can do and different ways to do the same tricks and like it's just so much that can go into skateboarding and it's just so creative and it is inspiring man if you put on if you put on some music and you skate down the block i promise you will be inspired i promise you could just ride you ain't even gotta do no tricks just put on some music <laughs> ride down the block fast as you can you'll feel like you're invincible bro this shit is crazy <laughs> all right uh so any any shout outs you want to give out put out <clears throat> instagram handle twitter handles, um, anything like well, of that of course number one let me shout out myself my name is sean weathers y'all i'm at a queen's new york upcoming artist follow me on instagram s-h-o-n period w-e-a-t-h-e-r-s sean weathers uh twitter is the same thing sean weathers no period uh other than that you know shout out everybody that's you know helped me uh everybody that's you know been here for the process speaking of which the process drops on april 14th my next mixtape um everybody that's supported everybody that's you know helped out brandon aka Redface, montel uh amar you know my pops uh shit man everybody who's reposted shit everybody who you know has inboxed me or dm me telling me you know giving me inspirational messages or you know what i'm saying just telling me to keep going like Shout out all y'all, man. I really appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, it sounds like I'm accepting a fucking award at the Grammys. So this is this that's that's what my award speech is gonna sound like. <laughs> Shout out God, man. He put me here. Like he gave me this. He gave me this this <laughs> gift. Everybody got it. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to tap in or not. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. All so right, I'm man. gonna end it off on that note. All right. If you made it to the end and enjoyed, don't forget to subscribe or follow to be updated when I post a new episode. Post a screenshot if you enjoyed the episode on Instagram. Instagram page is Chris double underscore talks, or you can like the Facebook page Chris Talks. Hope you guys enjoy. See you next week.